Welcome back, everyone. Hello. Hello. On behalf of our entire flight crew, thanks for soaring with us. Hello, and welcome to another Disney Brit Bite Size. We're a few days late, but that's due to the fact that we've had bank holiday over here in the UK, and we're all back, and John's watched... EastEnders, so all is fine. So good evening, John. Good evening. And how was EastEnders this evening? Any plot twists? Any serious um, cliffhangers? No, no plot twists. Was it worth it tonight? Was the ending worth a duff duffer? Uh, no, it was actually a bit absurd. Oh, that's yeah, rubbish. For, for all our lovely American viewers, it's a British soap. Yes. Who? Do they get it on BBC America? I don't think so. Oh, they might do. I'd like to point out that Leicester City have finally made it on EastEnders this week as well because. Um, they, they mentioned Jamie Vardy. So, you know. There we are. And hello, Kate. Hello. Katie's here. How are you? I am good, thank you. Excellent. I did not watch EastEnders. No, she didn't watch EastEnders. She's home for a change. She's not out in Buckingham Yay. Palace or doing <laughs> something else that she quite often likes to do. Um, so we are here and it is Disney Brit Bite Size. And there's the three of us this evening, Susan and Gareth aren't with us tonight, but they will be on the next show. And we'll be doing this as a kind of a bit of a two-parter, really, with this Disney Brit. And then the next episode, we'll be looking at the... Uh, their versions as well. So what? Uh, what the idea was? It was John's idea, and I know we kind of we did this a little bit a good while ago, but we're doing armchair Imagineers, um, and John was kind of saying, "What would you do to fix Disneyland Paris?" I don't know whether that's quite the title. Fix an in inverted commas. Yeah, fix an in inverted commas. There we go. So if you could, you know, in the way that they've kind of fixed California Adventure, they've improved it, they've plussed it. What could you do to improve Disneyland Paris further? So I've a lot of work done at the minute. We know we've got a lot of improvements going for the 25th anniversary. But kind of what would you do? Now, I'm going to uh, step back because I'm going to give my opinion when we do this with Gareth and Susan on the next ep episode. Um, I know John has gone into immense detail, including, you know, PowerPoint presentation, business plans, you know, projections and all that sort of stuff. And Katie's done quite a bit of work with it as well. So let's start off in, um, in Disneyland Paris then, the Disneyland Park. So, Katie, let's let's kind of go one idea per person, shall we, and go through it that way. So, Katie, you've got Disneyland Park. You want to improve it. What's the first thing you're going to do? Okay, so one of the things that I've tried to do is I have gone for a few kind of bigger ideas yep. of things that I think would be amazing improvements. Okay. But I've also gone for a few things that I think would be really simple, easy fixes that would just make it a nicer place to be. So I'll maybe start with those. Okay. Uh, so I think one of the kind of really simple things that they could do would be to have some dedicated smoking areas and someone to enforce the rules around smoking. Because uh, I think this is one of the things that just drives me insane when mm -hmm. I'm at Disneyland Paris mm -hmm. is that you literally can't walk anywhere without being smoke blown all over you and even in the queues and things like that and the rules just aren't enforced they do have smoking areas but they're just not enforced so i think that would be my probably my number one thing that they could do to fix disneyland would be to enforce the rules around smoking yeah because from what i understand there are rules in place with regards to smoking in disneyland paris but yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not enforced because of the culture of the cast members and obviously the people who go to the parks etc that's yeah that's that's also on my list is enforced no smoking uh, i although I've, I've restricted it to the queues because you know we are in france and 
the type of people that go there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, not in France. We're in Disney. Disney. I know, but it's Disney in France. Fake France yeah. is my friend's call. It's called. still Disney, and it's not that hard. I think enforcing queues, I think, is a, a definitely a first step, isn't it, before we go whole park. Um, because there's nothing worse than standing in the queue and having smoke blowing in your face. Yeah, it um, is awful. Yeah, it is awful. Okay, so that's your kind of first one. You're going for something small to start off with. John, do you want to kind of explain your kind of thinking behind how you've done yours before you start? Well, I've kind of gone in two different two different directions. I've got some little things that, like, you know, like Katie says, that are just small things that could just tweak it and just help make it yeah. better on a day-to-day -day basis. And then I've got my kind of big $1.5 billion makeover that's so going kind of California kind of spend style. money to make money. Yeah. And that, that's kind of split over the two parks. And it's just kind of my idea behind that is, you know, move this, redo that, bring this in, build this. So there's there's two there's two different two different versions. And they kind of play side by side. So some of them are like really cheap and, and, and almost free to to put out there and then some of them are gonna cost you two hundred million dollars. Okay, so go on, what's your, what's the first one you've got on your list? Uh, Wi Fi throughout the parks. Okay. Which I actually think they are going to be working on next year. I do believe yeah. it's already in the works. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it would make a massive difference, especially because they've got such a great app uh, with the queue times, um, you know, and, and where the characters and whatnot are. I think it's a really good app. I just think it needs to benefit from from Wi-Fi and being able to access it. Without yeah, having, I it. agree with you. The app works brilliantly. Roman charges. The app works really well, and I've used it several times now in the parks using my kind of own data. But I think Wi-Fi, yeah. you look at a lot of places that are getting Wi-Fi now. Uh, Port Aventura has its own Wi-Fi. I know we were talking about that earlier. Obviously, Disney World's got it. Alton Towers has got it now. So it's not like it's something that's beyond the realms of possibility. There's a lot of places doing it. It's kind of it's surprising that Disneyland Paris is slightly behind on this. Well, um, I know that Catherine Powell's a bit of a... She's a bit of a tech head, isn't she? And she's yes. a bit more um, in kind of like the digital media. So I think if it wasn't already happening, I think this was something that she would definitely rush through. Okay, that's good news. All right, so you're going Wi-Fi throughout the park. All right, back to Wi-Fi throughout the park. Katie, what you got? Okay, I'm going to go for one of my bigger ideas, which is stealing something from another park, okay. which is to build Splash Mountain, because the one ride that I really miss when I'm at Disneyland Paris is a water log flume mm -hmm. ride, and I understand all of the reasons why there isn't one, but I just think they should build one anyway. Um, park Asterix is just up the road, and it yep. has one. I know they close over the winter, um, but I'm sure that Disney could use their kind of wizardry. Um, I was thinking... The splash could maybe be mainly from cannons rather than from the actual ride so that you could kind of dial it back a bit yeah. kind of during the winter months but i just think it's it's one of those rides that everyone enjoys all everyone can go on it pretty much and it is the one type of ride that they just don't have and i always miss it a little bit when i'm there so i think and also in that kind of Frontierland, Adventureland type area, the, there are quite a few spaces where there's big gaps between yeah. attractions. But I think it would be quite nice to have something extra going on on that side of the park. And I think something like Splash Mountain would be a really good fit. Well, I know a few years ago, um, Imagineers were seen in theme parks in Germany and they were looking at uh, water attractions. So I think it's certainly something that's been on the horizon in the past for Disneyland Paris, whether or not it still is now, I don't know. But I suppose you could always build an indoor log flume. It doesn't need to be outside, so that could already begin to, to 
to play into the weather conditions we get in Disneyland Paris. Although saying that, well, I think over the next week it's going to be 25, 26 degrees over there. So exactly, how good would a water ride be? It would, be yeah, definitely. Is, weather. You can say and we we have we have to remember as well, Universal Studios. Um, sorry to name the competitor, but the <laughs> Jurassic Park attraction, the splash can be controlled. Yeah, they can control the height of the water. It's again, it's so it's not beyond the realms of imagination and possibility to kind of do the same with a water ride in the winter months you know kind of you raise the track a little right down, so yeah. the, the splash down's not so massive yeah i think that's more than easy easy enough to be to be able to do you know imagine as a genius is so something like that should be really simple i would think exactly okay just to throw it out there what theme would you go for well, I love Splash Mountain, you know this, but Splash Mountain is my absolute like, favourite ride, so I would be perfectly happy with a carbon copy, to be honest, okay. um, of the one at Disney World. But I guess if you were going to go for something a bit different, you could go for something in Frozen, would be really popular, yeah, so wouldn't Frozen it? Was the one that came to um, you could do something along the lines of Marshmallow chasing you down a mountain, mm-hmm. something like that. Okay, that'd be different. Yeah, okay. Right, John, what's your next one? So I'm going to go into Fantasyland. Okay. Um, and um, I'm going to start attacking Fantasyland. So my first thing is I would do is I'd remove the Storyland canal boats and I'd take out Casey Jr. Oh, I would. Controversial. And I would add... <laughs> and I would add a Seven Dwarves Mine Train and then add the Little Mermaid attraction. A, a carbon copy of the Disney World version? Carbon copies of both, yeah, because I know that the Shanghai Disney one doesn't have the Wicked Witch animatronic at the end, yeah, and I think she is a superb animatronic, and I think she kind of just makes that little bit at the end. It's a kind of a nod to the original um, attraction, which in my fantasy land would now close. Okay, um, and then to the left of that, because I've checked the sizes of this, and there is actually space. I would build a permanent fantasy land theater, so you can get rid of the Chaparral theater, because I don't think Frozen works in a Western themed theatre. So theming it to the land, okay. Yes. Um, well, it'd be good to see. Would you get rid of the chaparral, or would you leave something like Forest of Enchantment? In I'd the get rid of the chap. I'd get rid of the chaparral. Because that's a massive area, there, isn't it? That you could. It is a massive area for an attraction or something. Uh, it'd be good to see Little Mermaid because it was originally planned for the park. Um, it was. Should be where Alice in Wonderland is. So it'd be quite nice to see it. I don't know. It was. Has Little Mermaid been well enough received as a dart ride in order for it to have a real impact on people coming to the park? It's so good. It is it's good. So good. So I'm the only one who's it a bit disappointed good. when I rode it. Then <laughs> they made a few when they first opened it. Um, they made a f- in California. It was it wasn't really well received. And they made a few alterations to the lighting and the animatronics. And yeah. then after they reopened it, then it kind of people were like, actually, this is much much better. Could anybody say maybe? Um, Hong Kong's new Beauty and the Beast dark ride. Um, I've al- I've already kind of got that in there as an option because that was supposed to originally supposed to go in where by where um, Tony's restaurant is. Yeah, it's supposed there's a there's actually a space slot there ready for a new attraction. Okay, um, and I was I've got build the Beauty and the Beast ride as planned. That would be good because there's not, there's hardly, well, there's nothing beating the beast, is there? And it's set in front, so there's just so nothing around that corner of the park between Fantasyland and Discoveryland. It's no. just barren. It'd be great to have one, and particularly after the excitement of the new trailer that came out of this past week. Exactly. Oh, it looks good. 
Except for Ewan McGregor's French accent. But hey, we'll leave that behind. Right, Katie, <laughs> what's your next one? My next one. Yeah, what you got? Um, so my next one is sort out Discovery Land and bring Star Wars Land to the back of Discovery Land. Okay. So obviously we've got the new Star Tours coming, yeah. um, which is really good and well overdue. But there's so much dead space just at the back of Discovery Land there. And there's just really not that much going on that I think it would be great if they could bring... Obviously, they're building two Star Wars lands now. It wouldn't mm. be that hard to build a third, I'm sure. Um, I think that would make really good use of the space at the back of Discovery Land without kind of interfering with anything at the front. Yeah, okay. Because there was talk about the it's a Discovery Land theatre, isn't it, at the back? Uh, the 3D theatre, that they were going to do something with that Star Wars related, and we thought, are they pulling that down? They're going to do something with it. Turns out that's now going to be uh, a Pixar short festival. Which is crazy. They need to do something better with that. Like, they really, 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 do. really need to. So they need maybe, to sort yeah. that out. Would you keep Pizza Planet? Would you get rid of Pizza Planet? No, I would definitely get rid of Pizza Planet. I would change that. If you had to keep it as a restaurant, I would make it something like the Launch Bay or um, the Star Wars Cantina. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, or just knock it down and start again. Okay. So, <laughs> knock it down and start again. Okay, uh, John. That, do you know what? It's pretty... Very, very very similar i've got with them doing the the starters adventure yeah. continues is utilize that area at the back much more um, and carry on the star wars theme so build the cantina have a launch bay have a really cool meet and greet with all the different characters and kind of use that discovery land theater for something star wars okay. like i said on my last well, when i did my trip report they'd used it in in California for just a little kind of thing called Path of the Jedi, which was just a little 20 minute little story of Star Wars up to now. Something as simple as that would just would just work. Sounds good. I know because they've been showing Star Wars uh, Rebels in the Videopolis theatre yes. when they've not been doing the Jedi Training Academy. I, I just want to do a shout out again. I know I've mentioned this before. Yoda cupcakes in Videopolis are honestly, I just... Oh, yeah. Amazing. I've had one of those. They are good. Mm, oh. They don't well, look having right. booked my trip for the Halloween, I'll be having one there. You've got to have more than one. Just eat, just buy lots, bring them home, freeze them. You know, just, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, did you try okay. the burger as well? No, did I didn't that... try the burger. I just stopped for oh, a bit of did. a snack. We had that. So you had the burger as well? Okay, there we go. Yeah, so good. I suppose you've got a lot of Star Wars in that area anyway, so it would make sense to kind of fill in that bit. Around behind Discovery Land Station with some Star, Star Wars, Wars doesn't fit around. in Videopolis though. I think if they want to leave Star Wars in there, they need to do something to Re-theme it. Like it. they need to do something to the outside of it. Okay, because you don't you don't know that there's Star Wars stuff playing in Devil's there Advocate, from the outside. Playing Devil's Advocate, then if you're going to retheme that to Star Wars, do you also need the cantina over there for your food? I think I would probably not have Star Wars in Videopolis. I would turn that into something else. I don't know what. But I would put Star Wars towards the back of Discovery Land and ha- bring Videopolis back to being something not Star okay. Wars. Fair enough. Um, right, Katie, what's your next one? Um, a nighttime parade. Um, I really, really yes. miss the um, Fantalusion parade, and obviously there was the Main Street Electrical parade before that. And I think I know that there's dreams and all the rest of it, but I just think, especially in the summer months when it's open later. Yeah. We really, we need a new nighttime parade. Um, everyone loves it. It's such a nice atmosphere, and they're always so pretty. And the music's always really good. 
um, and everyone always enjoys it. And it's been a really long time since we've had a nighttime parade in Disneyland Paris. Hard to play this. Hard to do. Hard to do. Yeah. Thanks very the much. The crowd likes that idea. <laughs> I like that idea. That's a good one. Yeah. We we do miss a parade, don't we? I loved Spectra Magic. It was such oh, a I good show. Oh, I absolutely love Spectra Magic as well. I, I did love Fantalusion at Disneyland Paris. I thought it was a great parade. Yeah, Fantalusion was good. No, it was good. It'd be, it'd be good, wouldn't it? Because you could have that nighttime parade and then everyone would then gather in front of the castle ready for, for dreams. So it would work as a whole evening package, very much like they do in, in Disney World. Yeah, that's how they do it in Disneyland. Yeah. They run the, the parade first and then literally 10 minutes after it finishes the fireworks start. See, that would make a lot of sense. So, uh, for that idea... Uh, okay, so... Oh, was that a cat? Um, yeah, that's my cat. Fair enough. Is it named after a Disney character? Uh, no, she's called Safi, but she has a Siamese cat, so she looks like one of the two off Lady and the Tramp. Okay, tenuous link accepted. Right, next one <laughs> then, John. What you got? Um, create more of a snacking culture in Disneyland Paris. Ooh. I think Walt Disney World and um, Disneyland have got this, and Hong Kong, um, not Hong Kong Disney, sorry, Tokyo Disney have got this brilliant snacking culture where you've got the flavoured popcorns That's and you've right, got cupcakes and the Dole Whips and, and pretzel, Mickey pretzels and premium ice cream, Mickey premium bars. Yes, those, just, that is the thing yes. on my list. Yeah. Um, and I just think it needs to be introduced into Disneyland Paris a bit more. I also think it's a way that they could make a bit of money and it wouldn't be too expensive to implement because no, you know in all seriousness place as well like you exactly would it's such a foodie place so yeah you're absolutely right you would expect to be able to get some amazing things in disneyland paris that you couldn't get anywhere else and you just can't now i'm gonna i'm gonna play devil's advocate again um because disneyland paris did attempt to introduce things such as macaroons and stuff like that for the 20th that didn't go down particularly well so I wonder whether Disney are holding off because they've tried it, experimented a little bit, doesn't work. But things like Mickey ice cream bars, I completely agree with you. They're not difficult. They're ice cream at the end of the day in the shape of Mickey Mouse. Who's not going to love them? They used to do Mickey brioche buns they did. that were they did. gorgeous. They were so nice. And you can get them at breakfast and time in the hotels as well. Um, you also... now I, I, Nobody else seems to remember this, but there used to be a, a small hut down by... Um, is it Café Le brioche or something like that it's a little hut in adventureland and it used to have a sign hanging from it and it used to have a doll um logo at the bottom of the sign and then that logo sort of disappeared um and they never sold doll whips in the parks and i always kind of wondered whether or not they thought about it and then they decided against it and took it away but it's good to see that that's finally looks like it's finally arriving which should be great. i love doll whips i, love I doll do whips too well. doll whips or doll whips float which one a door whip. Door whip floor. Door whip. Okay, you're going floor. Oh. oh, oh, oh. Twisty one. Oh, I like the classic. We're talking twisted floor. one or classic. But the door whip as well, it's got like a whole load of merchandise yes, opportunities to go alongside. So it's a total money spinner. It is. And are we? Are you going as far as turkey legs? I really hate the turkey oh, legs. I hate turkey I can't See, I like them. a turkey no, leg, but I probably awful. wouldn't. I can't. I can't really envision people walking around Disneyland Paris with turkey legs. Gwen is desperate to try a turkey leg, and I keep telling her that this is just—it's the worst thing in the world. Oh, I like a turkey could, leg. Yeah, could, My yeah. husband yeah. absolutely loves them, but I like I just, it. They're, to, they're too big and they're too salty. I like it. To like they're just away. weird. It's good to beat away they're people you don't want near you, but to eat with, nah, not happening. Although, where do you get turkeys that big? Really? I know. They're clearly mutant turkeys. 
They've come from <laughs> yep. the X-Men school for gifted and talented, clearly. Um, okay, so you're going like proper iconic Disney food. Is there any other food yes. in this? We've got Dole Whips, Turkey Legs, Mickey Bars. Mickey Pretzels. Mickey Pretzels, yeah. The Matterhorn Macaroon. Yeah, going to struggle with that so we haven't got the Matterhorn. <laughs> but, you know, surprise guest from California. Um, yeah, the, the, the flavour popcorn I think would go down quite well. Yeah, flavour popcorns. I mean, popcorn is just classic at Disneyland. It oh, feels it is, weird it when you go to Disneyland Paris. And well, they do kind of sell it. They do, but it's not it's like... It's not quite the same. Yeah, it's not openly available all the time, is it, like it is in the States. You can have popcorn for breakfast yeah. in the States. You struggle to get it like before mid-afternoon in Paris. Um, you know and you struggle to get it at night time. Like I have, there's so many times when I've been like waiting for dreams or something, yeah. and I've been like, oh, I really want some popcorn, and then not being able to get any because the popcorn carts have been closed. closed. Yeah, yeah. It's like that is the perfect time when everyone is going to want popcorn. Yes. Why are I you shut? Okay, John. <laughs> what's your next one? Leading on from that, actually, one of mine oh, on. was to keep the food places open later at night, because um, quite often, especially the counter service places. Um, if you are kind of hanging around Main Street or wherever really kind of starting to get ready for the evening waiting for dreams it's sometimes really hard to find somewhere to eat because yeah. there's only maybe three or four places open in the whole park and you kind of walk and sometimes in... even the ones you think are open aren't you walk into like Casey's Corner as dreams is about starting it just it's this kind of like ghost town there's loads of people hanging around inside but all the lights are off behind the counters and it just seems a little bit weird <laughs> yeah, it is really weird. Yeah, it is a bit strange, i got to admit. And but, again, you know. it's at exactly the time when people would want to eat. So, yeah. why are you closed? There you go. Okay, John, what is your next one? So, my next one, I'm going to go over to Frontierland. And having already removed the Chaparral Theatre, because we've built a new, lovely new theatre in Fantasyland, we're yeah. going to flatten Pocahontas' village. Yeah. And we're going to build a brand new attraction that's completely unique to Disneyland Paris. Okay, which is? Um, I, I, I've no idea yet. Oh. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let the Imagineers <laughs> work that I one I thought you'd out. already come up with something. No, no, I hadn't gone that far. Um, just something that's just completely uh, unique to the park and, and kind of goes round the rivers of, um, you know, we don't call it the rivers of America, do it? It's the... Far West. Far West. The rivers of the Far West, west yeah. yes. Um, around, around that area. And then kind of make more use of Woody's Roundup area because it's just nothing. Okay, yeah, because that that kind of gets a bit of a makeover twice a year, doesn't it? It gets yeah. now done for Frozen in the summer, and then it gets done for Christmas. And then that's it. Okay, and there's always that there's massive amount of land around the outside, which was once upon a time kind of used for the petting zoo and that sort of stuff, and that sort of disappeared. So you've got a massive area of land there that could be used for something really interesting. And I remember going to Woody's Roundup area about six years ago, and it was awesome. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, it was. It was really good. And you, it, Woody, Woody, and Jesse would be up on the kind of bandstand in the centre. Yep. Yeah, and you'd be able to go meet all of those, and it there was. Yeah. And then you could do those really cool foot opportunities with Bullseye and be in yeah. the box with uh, Thinky Pete. That's right. And then they kind of all stuff on it was awesome. Vanished. Mm. It's very, very good point. To just make more permanent use of it. Yeah. Because also we've now moved Frozen across to Fantasyland, so. It's pointless putting anything frozen in there. Yeah, okay. See, I disagree with you. My plans for that area are completely frozen orientated because I wouldn't necessarily put them over in Fantasyland. Frozen in Fantasyland. I think I think you could build Arendelle in that area. So you're if you keep the, the Chaparral. So it became Arendelle Station better. rather than Frontierland Station. 
yeah, because it's far enough removed from the rest of Frontierland to be a separate land in its own right. And they've already got kind of temporary frozen stuff, so it wouldn't be that much work to make that permanent. You could put in a frozen ride, there's enough space, like you say, I would get rid of the village. That's okay. Silly. So, um, so you could put in a frozen ride, whether it was similar to the one at Epcot or something new. Yeah. And a permanent meet and greet is we need a permanent Anna and Elsa meet and greet because they're so popular, and there's a new frozen film coming out, so it's not they're not going to go away. They're, they're always going to be one of the most popular sets of princesses. Um, so it's crazy to me that there's nowhere that you can actually go and meet Anna and Elsa. Okay, so I'm an imaginary. So I would make that i've sat down i've listened to what you've just said and my question to you is um, you want to build arendale in between Frontierland and adventureland neither of those two places are anywhere near arendale <laughs> <laughs> what, it doesn't matter. what is your story a willing suspension say, of disbelief what is your story to, what's your story is there is a, appear, there is a train there. station back there though so you could retheme that all as arendale so you literally get the train but what's your story for why it's landed in between those two places it doesn't matter. Build a river <laughs> or something. Build a fjord. See, do you know where you could build your Arendelle, Katie? Up by Casey Jr. And if you got rid of Casey you Jr. Could. and the Storybook Land Canals, uh, you could... Up there, you've got plenty. There's so much space up there. And then to the left of all that, uh, there's nothing there. The, the reason that they've built it where Katie wants to build it is because they couldn't have fjord to build it anywhere else. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, Stun silence. Anyway, right. Um, is it Katie's turn now? I think I sort of jumped yeah, in. Yeah, you kind of hijacked me. Oh, so, okay, we'll go back to John then. So, John, what else have we got? <laughs> um, so, we're going to go into Adventureland. Um, okay. And I'm going to take the Indiana Jones coaster. And I know they've just spent a lot of money on doing it up. But we're going to knock it down. We're going to get no. rid of it, and we're going to build that Indiana Jones adventure that we were supposed to have when not long after the park opened. Okay. Uh, we're going to completely build that. We're also going to take the flying carpets from the studios, and we're going to plop them down in Adventureland, because I think they are completely pointless in the studios, and they don't make any sense. Yep. Plus, you've got this really cool Moroccan theme to our Adventureland, um, okay. and I think they would just kind of work in that area yep. a bit more. Agreed. And I just think give give Adventureland a bit more, just a bit more to do, because besides pirates and that Indiana Jones coaster, which let's be honest isn't the greatest, and they couldn't be um, any further apart from each other either. Exactly. But what about Swiss Family? So that's that's what I would do. Everyone does the treehouse. Or if you need to keep the, I like the treehouse. If you need to mm. keep the Indiana Jones coaster because you don't want to spend the money work knocking it down, give it a retheme. Okay. Give it a retheme to kind of a, a kind of a. Try to think of a kind of more adventurous. They've got it in Tokyo, haven't they? The exact same ride, but they've got like more it's effects raging, on it. Raging, it's called Raging Spirits, there, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yeah. So it's got like fire and fog and. So you can still have the adventure theme, just without it being themed to a franchise. How about how about retheming it to the Jungle Book and it being a coaster ride trying to escape King Louis? There we go. See, you've just done oh, his temple. And that's perfect. The temple fits as well. The temple in the exactly. middle would fit with that theme as well already. Without and then all you all you got to do is spend a couple of hundred grand on a couple of grand on a couple of animatronic figures. Yes, yeah, so giant animatronic bring, bring, bring the Yeti over from Disney World. Yeah, install some strobe lights just in case. 
Yeah, see if we can get it to work. Done. And run it backwards again. There you go. This is run, run, it, run it backwards, run it backwards again. Backwards. Okay. Yeah. Right. Or so. if not run it backwards, just take one of the cars and turn it around. So one's going forwards so one's and one's going, going backwards. backwards. Oh, Ooh, awesome. Imagine that. So or they could, maybe the they could alternate it so that you never know what you're going to get. Actually, True. Rideability, re rideability, like this is what it. we want. Like Fair. it. Okay, now, Katie, it's it's back to you then. What you got? How many have we got left in this lamp up, by the way? I've got uh, one left. Okay, I've Katie. got like two. Okay, Katie, do your two, and then we'll do John's one. Okay, so the first one is to do with Phantom Manor, which I know is your. Don't you dare, don't there. you dare destroy it. Um, but it's just small tweaks to Hang make it even better, I think. I, I would bring the interactive queue from the Haunted Mansion. I've stopped the music. Not that there's ever particularly a long queue, but I think it would just add more to do at that end of the park because it's kind of the only thing there. Um, so if, you, if it took you longer to actually get through the ride, I think that would be a good thing. And the other thing I would do would be to bring back the English narration. Um, okay. So I'll there's the two lifts as you walk in and you could have one of them in French and one of them in English so you could have two cues so you just choose which one you want and then we could go back to the brilliant original narration have you not learned which was great have you not learned from what happened at the Backlot tour at the studios which was what when we had the this is three the million different languages yeah sit here for I think Ukrainian front of Manor, though, because you've got two stretching rooms See, this is this is where because okay. this is my last one. My last one is kind of um, is in line with this is in line with what Katie's saying here. What mine would be is introduce English into all of the attractions. In that, you have when you sit in the attraction, if it's a narrated attraction like the Haunted Mansion, how is it not possible to press the button for the language you want it in when you, uh, okay. you get into your car? So like it's Spaceship Earth, yeah. Like it's Spaceship Earth. Okay. That's really good point. That kind of, right. but the, the kind of with Phantom Manor, the point was that they removed the majority of the, um, of the narration because of the language barrier. So yeah, Vincent Price recorded exactly, all but stuff. then they wouldn't need to have done that. And who wouldn't want to listen to that original yeah, Vincent Price? Vincent Price. But the stretching room really sets. I know we all know the story, but that's only because we've ridden it so many times. Yeah, if you've okay. never ridden that before, and you go in and you hear that all that scene setting up in French and you don't speak French yeah I think you do lose something I know a couple of years ago we took my mother-in-law for her first ever Disney trip she'd never been in a Disney park before had no idea what to expect and she did really enjoy the ride but she didn't have a clue what was going on <laughs> until I told her the backstory when we got off okay so, we've also got to remember as well the people that go to Disneyland Paris it's not just French and English we've got Germans and Spanish and Portuguese people from you know Poland and, and Czech Republic yeah and they all to a degree speak English yeah more than they'll speak French, French. I oh. understand why it has to be in French and that it's in France I understand that yeah I think in one like the Phantom Manor it would be really easy to do because there is two stretching rooms already so it wouldn't they wouldn't have to build anything else to make that happen. Okay. I think it's a good idea. Um, and I'm going to... Uh, do you know what? I'm going to say... I've been doing something recently. I'm going to tell you. Have you ever heard of an app called Duolingo? Yes. Yes. Oh, I've been doing that recently to brush up my French for my summer holiday. If you've not done it, you need to know it. It's a free app and you can learn loads and loads of different languages. And I'm currently brushing up on my French. Um, you should give it a go if you're thinking about going out to France soon because it'll help you with some of the bits and pieces you might need when you're out there, particularly food and things like that. Completely free. You do like five minutes a day and it helps you to become fluent in French. Not quite fluent, but it's well worth doing. Anyway, that's completely off the point. Um, 
Katie, is that both of yours? No, I had one more, Go on, which isn't really mine. It was one that I promised I would add in for Alan, my husband, okay. um, because he wants the country bears in Frontierland. <laughs> desperately, absolutely desperate to get the country bears into Frontierland. And again, there's not that many attractions down that end of the park, so... It would be it would be nice to have a little show where you could go and have you sit down and see some bears singing country songs. Okay. Who wouldn't want that? Yeah. All the guys who turn me on turn me down. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. Okay, I'll reserve judgment on that one. Is that the is that the one you're really finishing on? <laughs> anyway. Well, yeah, I did have one other one which was generally just to add more street atmosphere on a. Main Street and have more of those kind of Main Street characters yeah. just dotting around, talking to people. That, yeah, and maybe Dapper reintroduce the, yeah, the Dapper Dans and the band, the Disneyland band. That would be yeah. cool. That would be cool. John, have you, was that your last one, the one you just came up with? Yeah, mine, mine was um, is try and introduce a bit more of uh, the, the option to have English on. Okay. Right. Let's head over then to the other side. Walt Disney Studios. And uh, oh this could be a long list. I've got all of them. I think, you know, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for an interval. Please get yourself a cup of tea or your favourite biscuit or a small whiskey uh, as John prepares his list. Right, okay, so uh, let's go for it then. John, start us off. What have you got? Right, so I'm going to try and do this by kind of area. <laughs> Okay. So I'm going to take the front lot and I'm actually just going to leave it. The bit when you first walk through the gate, I'm yep. just going to leave it. It just needs a bit of a kind of new place to make it and we'll leave it at that. I think okay. it's completely fine. Um, and the same inside Studio One. Just maybe do a little bit retheme into the yep. the shops on the right-hand side. But That's how the shops, the restaurants and stuff on the right-hand side. But apart from that, I think it's fine. Okay. Leave it untucked. Right, fine. Right, Katie, next. The fun, oh, go on. The fun go. begins when we get through. Oh, man. Right, Katie. Um, I have a feeling that some of our ideas might cross over a little bit, but my first one is to get rid of the backdrop to it, just burn it, just knock it down, and build Carsland, bring Carsland over. Um, Boom! Yeah, it has, that has to happen. Couldn't agree more. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, so my, the idea would be to build kind of build cars land along that back section where the back lot tour is yeah. and then link it round because then it'll link into where ratatouille is and into where toy story is and you Just can make that, that whole area a pixar central area um, and cars land would just be a much much better use of that space than the back lot tour which is terrible now a quick question for john if we had cars land in disneyland paris would that yeah. make it less special for going to california no okay because the one thing that makes going to California special is not California's adventure; it's knowing that you're at the original park, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, and it's the one, the only one that Walt himself actually walked around in. Okay, and and it's just very nostalgic, and that for me is what makes California so special. Right, good answer. Okay, so no, I I don't think that Katie, Cars Land to would take to away from it. Um, but that's that's one of my that was literally one of my ideas. Okay. take that whole area where you've got Crush. And you've got Ratatouille, and you've got Toy Story, um, and 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 embellish on it, and create like a whole Pixar place. Yeah. Um, I would take out the little cars rally 
attraction that they've got there and I would oh, move that over to that. the Ratatouille area and kind of retheme it to Emil and Remy. Okay. I think that would work. Um, I would get rid of, well, we've already got rid of the Aladdin. That's in Adventureland now. Oh, yeah, and I would build a mirror color, image yeah. of Crush. Right. Yes, to help, that's to a help, good idea. To help deal with the cures. And I've checked, there is the space. Okay. You might have to reroute a road, but I can't imagine that's too expensive. No, that'd be but fine. Double, double, it'll double the capacity in half that queue because that queue is just and it's such a boring queue. Yeah, it's not the best, is it? Um, and then the other thing is I would build Toy Story Mania. Okay. Yeah, that would. Make um, sense. And maybe just that. add a few more props to that that land, just to kind of help make it a bit more immersive. Um, and then yeah, you would you'd, you'd be able to enter. In my mind, you'd be able to enter Cars Land from Hollywood. Yeah. Um, from you know where you can get into the tram tour now and then also from round past all the other Pixar bits. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I, the queue for Crush, it almost makes me feel like I'm queuing for a poor man's sea life centre. I don't know why. It's, it's not, just it's just rubbish, it's just dull, back, it? it's just nothing but switchbacks. Yeah, it's just a bit dull. Okay. And so, even though they've introduced that little game, it entertains me for about five minutes. <laughs> Is it too difficult? <laughs> it's too difficult for me. Too it's difficult. Really hard. Okay, uh, right, Katie. What have you got going on next? Um, a parade. I want okay. a Marvel superheroes parade. Yeah. Um, I think obviously we used to have stars and cars, which was okay. It was a bit weird, but it was okay. But we haven't got the same restrictions in Paris that there are in America around using the Marvel yes. characters. So, and at the minute we've got Spider Man, which is. We've Good, got, but no, it, it, they, the, could, they could do a lot more. The Battle Express, half of it's themed to Iron Man. Have you not seen the Iron Man themed bins? They're awesome. Yeah, but a couple of pictures on a wall yeah, isn't the same as like a real thing. Um, so I think that there should be a parade where each of the kind of Marvel superheroes get their own float, and I think it could be. I think that could be really cool. And actually, you could inc- you could make it wider, so you could incorporate characters like the Incredibles and things like that if you so wanted to make it a bit more right. Disney. You could have all the like Fab Five and superhero outfits at the end. Okay. Um, I just think that would make a lot better use of the characters that they can use in Paris, but don't. Superhero play would be cool. I like that. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Um, and you'd have that kind of would that be the same route as the Stars and Cars used to use? I think it would have to be, unless you kind of knocked a few buildings down, which you could do, maybe. Um, but yeah, I think it would probably have to do something similar. And you would have to, I think you would have to, it would be really good if you could do something similar to Stars and Cars with the characters doing meets. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a really good way to kind of tick off a few characters like, all in one go, which sounds would be good. quite cool. Okay. That and it would make it different from the parade in the other park as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. John, what you got? Right, so after you've come out of uh, Studio One, you've got the Toon Studio, and then you've got Production Courtyard. Yeah, I would completely get rid of these as themes, and I would retheme it all to like 1920s Hollywood, kind of 1920s, 1930s Hollywood. So it fits in with the theme of the Tower of Terror. So Hollywood and that Studios, little, mine as well. and that little place making that they've got going yeah. down towards the Studio Tour, which obviously me and Katie have just blown up. Just destroyed, yeah. Um, and I just think it would make much more sense to just concentrate on having, you know, bigger, um, 
lands but and but condense the number of lands because it's just such a muddle of lands at the moment toon studio and then you're like toon studio but it's all pixar and then we've got ratatouille but that's not really part of anything and then you've got toy story playland which is its own land that's and true. then you've, it's just it's just a mess now kind of animagique's gone from that corner as well it kind of loses that that disney toon element doesn't it because it's mostly pixar i just i just think as well you could but even even with the new show you could retheme the front of it so that it looks like an actual theater like the el capitan yeah. theater that would be cool from hollywood has you know it, and then it's still got that disney tie has art of animation stuff survived with you too or is that gone i no, i would keep the art of animation because that still kind of fits in with my kind of 1920s disney first arriving okay. in hollywood because originally i was going to move the partner statue over to the main park but I thought if you're retheming that to Hollywood and the kind of the turn in kind of 20s and 30s when yeah. Walt was first arriving in Hollywood, it kind of made sense just to keep it there. Okay. But Animation I would get rid of Academy the... definitely stays for me. I would expand it's... it. Yeah, the queue is um, huge yeah. for that normally. We were going to do that last time and the queue is far too big to even consider it. Exactly. There's always massive queues. Even when yeah. the parks are quite quiet, there's always big queues for those animation classes. And they're so good and it's, it's a really nice souvenir to take away. Yeah. Um, I would definitely would expand that. I would totally change the little tour bit or get rid of that completely and yeah, I would probably, the spaces yeah. for yeah, the classes. I, I agree. Sounds good. All right, but uh, it would stay. I'd get rid of this. Get rid of the sorcerer's hat. Put Peter Pan and Wendy and Tinkerbell back on the castle. Fair enough. And we'll be fine. Okay. Right. So animation's kind of surviving in a way. Uh, we're back to Katie now, I think, aren't we? How many have you got left, yeah. Katie? Um, just a couple. And I've got a couple. <laughs> so the other one is the Lights Motors Action Stadium. Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Lights Motors Action. I like it. I don't do it every time that I go to the park, but I know that it is quite popular, especially if people haven't seen it before. So I wouldn't necessarily get rid of it. But what I would like to do is make some adaptations to it so that it could be repurposed on a night time for a show like Fantasmic. Oh my gosh, that was one of my ideas. Was it? Because yeah. you've already got that yeah. water at the front, yeah. so I'm sure you could utilise that in some way. I'm sure you could bring in some kind of set across the back of the Lights Motors Action um, set at the back of it. And also, because the one in America's closed, it would be a shame to get rid of that completely, but I'm pretty sure you could disguise it quite easily with movable sets. And then we've got a nighttime show in the studios, which it really needs. Especially if you're going to Disneyland Paris for, you know, five, six, seven days. It would be nice to have an alternative to Dreams, even though Dreams is great. Um, and I think Fantasmic would be a really good addition. And you've got the space yep. for it already. Yeah, because at the moment, there's no point in them putting in a nighttime show. Because, to be honest, by the time it gets dark, the park's reasonably empty. Um, it's not, even Disney admit that it's not necessarily a full day park yet. It's very much But like, if there was a show like Phantasmic, you might go back into that Yeah, you park might do. That's just to see that. that might happen. Uh, depends what sort of ticket you've got, I suppose, whether you've got a, a, two, a, a park hopper or not. But I like okay. the idea of having Phantasmic or something of that sort of nature, certainly over there. I think it'd be, it'd be really good to have another evening event taking part in the parks. Um, okay, John, uh, have you, how many have you got? So, uh, I've, I've got a few, but they're all kind of tied into the same area. Okay, well, so take kind of taken along what way. Katie's just said there about the the lights, motor action, mm. is what I would do is I would take that whole back rot area and kind of re-theme the whole thing to like a metropolis kind of cityscape, yeah. and I'd have that all themed around Marvel. 
Are I'd have talking... Rock and Roller Coaster become like a, an Avengers themed coaster. That'd be awesome. I'd have Armageddon turn into Stark Enterprises and you do like a meet and greet with Iron Man or turn it into Asgard and you meet Thor and do like a kind of Marvel meet and greet. I'd have the the lights motor action. I'd actually have that become a huge Avengers kind of Marvel stunt show. Okay. Um, with just an adapted floor so that you can do a nighttime show. And I was thinking something along the lines more of uh, World of Colour, uh, Rivers of Light kind of style yeah. show using the kind of the backdrop with projections and, and, and then using water because um, it's a bit just a bit different and yeah. it's not something that's in any of the parks because again it would be and I kind of it would be themed to that park specifically so if you've got your Hollywood area at the front you would kind of have you know while arriving kind of Disney classics then move into Pixar's and then move into Marvel and they kind of you've got that natural progression of the Disney companies and their you know movie franchises yeah. in a show I like that. and that's that's what I would do and then obviously introduce a parade as well that takes into consideration all these principles so you've always got a running theme throughout this whole park I think Marvel is such, kind a, of always... such a big acquisition that they're sort of into use, underutilizing a lot, and it wouldn't surprise me if there's a big injection of Marvel in, in Disney Studios in the next few years. I think I just think that area just lends itself to it. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. They need to do something with Marvel. When you say it's just open concrete and it just looks like Alton Towers. When you say Metropolis style, are you talking like Streets of America, Hollywood Studios? Oh, uh, kind of a little bit more. Not quite Islands of Adventure theme cartoony, but a bit more cartoony. Okay. Maybe like comic book. Yeah, um, so comic, comic book Metropolis like, style idea. Like a, yeah, like a graphic novel style. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Cityscapes all around. I just think it's just it's just a bit barren back there. Okay, that that kind of makes sense. I can see where you're coming from. And I just think Rock and Roller Coaster, I, I mean, I don't get me wrong, I love Rock and Roller Coaster, and I'm a massive Aerosmith fan, but I think it's ran its course now. I can't imagine there's too many 10-year-olds these days who know who Aerosmith are. Okay. I like. I, I, I can see that area becoming Marvel. I think that would make sense. Logically, it would make sense. I, I kind of like the way you've taken studios and you've split it up into very specific themed areas because I think one of the problems with studios at the minute is it a bit of a mishmash of just lots of different things. So it would work quite well. Uh, Katie, have you got any more? Are you done? Yeah, I have. I want a Broadway-style show. Um, and it could be something, I'm thinking something along the lines of the Finding Nemo the musical from Animal Kingdom, oh, but it, it could be that, or it could be something new, like maybe a Monsters Inc. themed Ooh, Monsters something. Inc. Monsters Inc. the musical. Because there's not much, yeah, Monsters Inc. the musical. That, I think that could be quite cool. Um, and obviously we've, we've already talked about building a kind of Pixar place, very Pixar orientated, sort of fitting quite nicely along there. I don't know exactly where you would put it. Somewhere, <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe somewhere part of the backlot to a area could become a theatre. Um, but I think something. I love Finding Nemo the musical, so I think that comes like naturally to mind. But I think something new would be really cool. I think Monsters Inc. could be a good, good one to go for. Monsters the musical. Put that thing back where it came from. So help me. So help me. So help me. See, when I was writing my notes, I was singing that. I was just like, yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe See, yeah, been, it's already been, re written for us. You've been invited to <laughs> Monsters Inc. the Musical as written, directed, and produced by Mike and Sully. Exactly. Yeah. That would work. That would be cool. 
Uh, okay. So, is that everything that we've got? Is everybody... No, no, I've got a couple more. You've got a couple more? Wow. Okay. But the, kind of one of them ties into what Katie's just said. Okay. So, that... So the other side, so we've got the Animagique sides all done and dusted. We've got the other side, which is where Cinemagique is. Yeah. Get rid of Cinemagique. No! Yep, I'd get rid of it. Wow. Um, and I'd put... He's ruthless, put, isn't he? I am ruthless. I just I just think the studios is, it just need so much work. Um, I'd get rid of it and I'd build Soren, a huge, massive, capacity, highly popular ride. Yeah, well, Soren's always been planned. Soren was always, always talked about for the studios. It was supposed to go in the area between, I believe, yeah, where Cinemagic is, around there. Where Cinemagic is. Yeah, Cinemagic, and then you've got the you got Stitch Live and Playhouse Disney. And there's that giant space in the middle, and that I believe was yeah. where they were planning on putting it originally. Well, if you got rid of Cinemagic and then just replicated that building as a double, you would have enough space to build yeah. two separate uh, soaring. I don't know what would you call it screens. Soarin'. Are you doing soaring around the world? I do soaring around the world. Okay, so again, devil's advocate, what's that going to do with Hollywood and studios and movies? That's that's the only bit I can't quite figure out where we can get that to work. Um, perhaps just theming the building itself would work, but I can't quite figure out how I can get that to fit into... In fairness, it doesn't really fit anywhere, does it? It doesn't really. It's, it's quite a difficult one, because even when they've built it in Shanghai, it doesn't really fit. So the building in... fits the theme, but the actual ride itself doesn't it? fit. It's in Disneyland. Where is it in Disneyland? Uh, it's in California Adventure, um, and it's in what was originally their Condor Flats area, which it did work because that was like um, an area that was a tribute to aviation and flight. Right. Um, and then they got rid of that area and decided to in expand the Grizzly Peak area, so it was a bit like um, like a national park, and they've expanded okay. that all the way down, and it's now called Grizzly Peak Airfield. So it still has that aviation element but it's it's not very it's well incorporated okay it's yeah tenuous. it's a bit tenuous okay is that is that all your ideas that, is that one, one one more one more Go on, this, what's your again, last one? this is the one that ties in with what katie said what yeah. i would do is i'd get rid of disney jr and stitch live and have a broadway style show and do you have a theme for the show or is it a no, not necessarily. I've actually put Frozen in here because I've actually realised that I've neglected to put Frozen anywhere and it's such a massive franchise. Uh, and of course, opened... they've just opened the yeah. Frozen Live in California. They have, yeah. Um, but it could be something, you know, just with with Disney with Disney releasing Beauty and the Beast, um, it's going to see a resurgence in that. So perhaps put in the Broadway version, a mini Broadway version a of that there, that rather work. than the... The version that's in um, the studios. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, miniature version of that. Because that's a bit those. that's a bit too cartoony. So kind of go with a bit more of a traditional Broadway style. That would work. And while okay, that's not that's more New York than Los Angeles. Los Angeles does have some big awesome theaters where they do Broadway shows. Okay. Right. Well, it sounds like we've well and truly redesigned all of Disneyland Paris. Uh, actually, no, I would say Disneyland Park survived pretty well. It, we've always known that studios needs work. We've always known that, you know, Disney are fully aware that studios needs work. And I think, you know, there's some really good ideas in there, which would be, be good. Um, we will be doing this again. On the next Disney Bit Bite Size, we'll have Susan and Gareth and myself for participating in that one as well. Where the three of us will come up with uh, what we think uh, could happen to Disneyland Paris and in order for it to improve. And, bearing in mind we're doing it in uh, four weeks' time... We want your opinions as well. So we want you to tell us 
what it is you would do to Disneyland Paris. You can send us an email, radio at disneybrit.com. Uh, you can also comment. There'll be a Facebook post going up. You can comment on the Facebook post as well about what you would do in order to improve Disneyland Paris and Twitter as well. You can send us some audio if you want to of what you would do or emails or whatever. And we will incorporate them into the next Disney Brit Bite size as well. So uh, do join in with all of that. We'll be back in a few weeks' time with uh, the next full-on Disney Brit show. And uh, then we'll obviously the Bite Size a couple of weeks afterwards. Uh, don't forget that we have got our um, Tomorrow's Child still running for the next episode. And the Tomorrow's Child subject is... Just disappeared out of my head. If you could retheme an attraction. That was it. What if would you, you retheme it If you could it overlay it. So, like, the way Haunted Mansion has the kind of Nightmare Before Christmas idea. If you put something over the top of it, retheme it, that idea, what would you do with it? Um, so, radio at disneybrook.com for that as well. Okay, well, thank you for joining us. Thank you uh, to John. Well, thanks for listening to me waffle on. That's all right. Thank you, Katie. Thanks for letting us redesign Disney oh, it's, on Paris. It's fine. It good. And we've done it for I, I hope Catherine Powell is listening to this. Yeah, uh, hopefully yes. Catherine Powell. Maybe we should make sure Catherine Powell listens to this. So tweet Catherine Powell. Yeah, let's... Let's tweet her Send and her tell link. her. Send her the link to what we're doing to Disneyland Paris. Let's get Catherine to take on our ideas and maybe give us jobs as Imagineers. How amazing would Fantastic. that be? Sorry, guys. Can't do the show anymore. We're now Imagineers. But you can, of course, email us radio at DisneyBrit.com. You can follow us on Twitter at DisneyBrit and uh, Facebook, which is Facebook.com forward slash Podcast. You can uh, also uh, join in with the DisneyBrit running team, which is uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash DisneyBrit running team. And you can still sponsor us JustGiving.com forward slash DisneyBrit running team because we'll be out there for the half marathon. I'm all booked up now, which is brilliant. So I'm all ready to go. Um, not necessarily training as such but hey it's fine as i sit here drinking a beer and eating chocolate cookies um but i so say we'll be back in two weeks time for the full on disney brit show i hope you can join us for that and uh that's pretty much it so until then we'll see ya <laughs>